everyone. I'm Brian DiNovellis. Welcome to episode 15 of the Tri-State College Basketball Podcast. Hey, the calendar has turned to December and the weather has turned. A bit colder here in the Northeast. Jack Frost nipping at your nose, but ah, inside. Inside college basketball is heating up. Many teams have already started conference play, right? They've started conference play in the Big Ten. And they've also started conference play in the Metro Atlantic Athletic Conference. We expected to see Iona at the top. We expected to see Fairfield there. But look who's with them at 2-0 in conference play, Monmouth. That's right. The Hawks are 2-0 in conference play after sweeping that Western New York swing with Niagara and Canisius. Let me tell you something. That is never, ever an easy road trip against Niagara and Canisius. In fact, it's only the third time Monmouth has ever swept that road game, that road back-to-back -back against Niagara and Canisius. First time in five years, Monmouth is also 2-0 in the MAC. They are 7-1 overall, ladies and gentlemen. They are a serious threat, not just here in New Jersey, but they made national attention last week when they won at Cincinnati. So a lot going on in West Long Branch. The Hawks are a hot ticket. They are a team to look out for this year. And they have a player that New Jersey fans know very well. His name is Shavar Reynolds. We followed him at Manchester High School. We've also followed his career at Seton Hall University. And now he is a graduate student at Monmouth. Shavar, welcome to the Tri-State College Basketball Podcast. Pleasure to talk to you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. All right, Shavar, for those fans who aren't really familiar with your, your tour, let, let's talk briefly. You, you spent four years at Seton Hall. You started out there as a walk-on. You earned a scholarship. You earned a starting spot. But then after four years there, you gained a bonus year. I call it like a COVID year. Mm -hmm. You decided to transfer to Monmouth and take your graduate work there and your post-grad uh, eligibility. How is it all working out at Monmouth for you? What's it like with your teammates and playing for King Rice? Oh, it's been great. Uh, I've been loving the transition. Um, I'm very happy with the decision I made. I, even before I made it, I was already looking at this spot. It already piqued my interest for years. <clears throat> I've known King. I've played here during the summer for numerous summers, played open gym at Monmouth. And uh, it's just it was just a great decision with that. But then Getting here and actually getting to know King and talk to King much more, I just, he just sold me so much just based off this, the person he is. His coaching style, it matched up with everything I needed, everything I wanted. And he's just, the, he's just a real guy. You don't find many real guys in the college spectrum. It's so much to, so much flake, so much, so many facades. But with King, everything is real. He's a, he's probably the most, one of the most genuine coaches I've been around. So it, it, when the situation came, it was perfect. No, no question. It's a win-win for you and Monmouth University. Um, can you compare him to Coach Willard in, in, in any way, their coaching styles, uh, you know, and, and what it's like to play for them? Uh, I think they're I think they're definitely two different coaches. I think they're both, I think they're both, I think their styles are very different. They're both good coaches. They both know their their X's and those. They both understand the game of basketball. Uh Willard taught me a lot about the game, especially younger. He taught me a lot about the little details of the game. But I think King now, I'm a little older. He he has helped me, he's helped me express my game in a better way because he allows me to be myself. He he understands me, he understands how I'm thinking because he has been through it. You know, he played at Carolina, 
So he's been in our shoes. So, and he's played the point guard position. So he has helped me so much in just understanding myself and being able to express myself in the best way possible. So what is it like going from, you know, a key player on Seton Hall, a starter, but not necessarily, right, the go-to guy. You know, mm-hmm. you had to defer to Miles Powell or Jared Roden or, or Mamu. Mm-hmm. Now you're at Monmouth with very good players around you, but you're one of the go-to guys, Shavar. You're the second leading scorer on this team at nearly 16 points a game. So, so how have you been able to handle that, I guess, increased responsibility? Uh, it's definitely been it's definitely been a little different, but I always always knew I could do it. It just it's just about opportunity and timing. That's it. Uh, but here it's definitely in the beginning. It was uh, it's it's been a figuring out stage. And I think as each game is going on, I've been getting more comfortable and better in each in my role. Because at Seton Hall, I was more of a control control the game. I was more really point guarding it, getting everybody involved, making sure everybody's getting their shots. Let's run sets. But here in Monmouth now. I'm in more of a attack mode. I can, I can I can be aggressive. I have the freedom to go. So here I had to just find that balance of when the point guard, but when to also stay aggressive. So I have to make sure that I'm staying aggressive at all times, just continue to put pressure on the defense. Let's go back five years. You're a high school senior mm-hmm. and you're looking to play ball in college and nobody was really coming after you, were they, Shavar? Nah, not really. I had a couple I had some D3s. I was thinking about Stockton. I was going to go to Stockton University heavy in uh in uh South Jersey, South Jersey. Wow. School. Right. And in, in uh Galloway Township over there. How mm-hmm. different would your life have been had you played in the NJAC? Do you think about that at all? Yeah, I actually do. I actually talk to my friends and family about that all the time. Cause me and my mom, we actually took a visit to Stockton and I was gonna go there and I was just like, my plan was I was just gonna go there. And I was just going to, I was going to try to have a triple double, like 20, 10 and 10. I was like, I'm going to find a way to get division one. But then I ended up having a meeting with my prep school coach, Ian Turnbull at Covenant. And then that's how I ended up going there. And the story tells itself from there. Well, you know, for those people who don't know it, I guess you, you, you knew some, you met some Seton Hall players at, at Covenant when you were doing a prep year. Uh, my coach, uh, my coach, Ian Turnbull, he knew Shaheen Holloway when he worked for Seton Hall. So between that connect, he set it, he set up a like an open gym tryout sorts. And that's when I came and I I played open gym at Seton Hall. It was a uh, Angel Ishmael Sonogo was there. Uh Eron Gordon was there. I think Romero Gill was there that day. I played with them and then I had a good day there. And that's when Willard said I could be a I was good to be a walk-on on the team. So it started from my coach Ian, my coach Ian Turnbull at Covenant. You think about your career path then your first year you're a walk-on and and you're you know playing with some of the best players in the big east conference mm-hmm. then the next year you earned a scholarship uh that's been well documented where coach willard brought you in and surprised you and let you know you were going to be a scholarship player but then you had moments at seton hall that really i guess you know made you from this you know former walk-on into wow, this guy can play, most notably that three-pointer that you hit against St. John's. Is that still one of your most memorable individual moments ever when you had that buzzer-beating three to beat St. John's at the Prudential Center? Oh, yeah, it's definitely up there. You know, that's probably one of the most talked-about things for me personally because with the Seton Hall resume, that's everybody Everybody loves that moment because I know for me, I've never hit a, a and one three, especially for a game. <laughs> but for me, I don't like – it's a, it's, it's kind of, it's, I'm not gonna say it's weird. It's just, I don't know. I enjoy the moment, 
but uh i don't i don't like getting caught up in it. i like i like creating new memories so i'm not gonna i'm not definitely gonna take take the significance away i definitely appreciate the moment i think it was a great moment for my confidence but i i think i think i'll just try, continue to try to build build on that ever since that moment i've been trying to just build and continue to go i didn't never i never wanted to be a one-shot one well, I think that was my biggest thing. With that. No, there's no doubt about it. I mean, from locking down Marcus Howard defensively at the Big East tournament and hitting a number of big threes at Seton Hall, you're now doing it in Monmouth. So let's talk about, you know, the present at Monmouth now. Uh, Shavar, this team is making some waves, not only in the MAC and the Northeast, but across the country. You know, not only did you win at Cincinnati, I think that was the big one on your resume, but you've beaten Princeton. You've beaten St. Joe's. You had a narrow two-point loss to UNC Charlotte, your only loss. So uh, how good is this team, and what is it like playing with the guys on this team and winning? Oh, I've been loving it. I've been loving it here. Uh, even from the – it started in the summer. You, uh, the guys bought in from the, from the jump street. You could see that they, were, they, had, they had pieces. We had pieces. We just had to get it together and guide it the right way. So I think having me, Mark – uh, G and Walt come in as older guys that haven't been through this college element already. It, it provided guidance for the young guys because winning is hard. So you have to go through, you have to go through some losses. You have to go through those experiences, those experiences to get to where you need to get to, to be a championship level team. Cause that's our goal. We want to be a championship level team. We want to be able to compete with any team in the country. So being here, that was the biggest goal. Just making sure that we were together as a whole. Just making sure that every day we grew together. We never separated because that's what championship teams do. You, if you stay together at all times, you just know it's, it's hard to really lose or be a losing team. You can always find success. We all play for each other. There's no egos. There's no selfishness. It's everything is just for the team. And I think we did very good with that. We're building that from Jump Street. And, and you talk about the experience, you talk, graduates, you're, you're a, I'm going to call it, you know, a COVID graduate student, a, a fifth year senior, if you will. Uh, you're not alone because you also have uh, George Pappas, who spent his first four years at Monmouth and, and is doing his post-grad there. Walker Miller, all right? He's a player that basically was, you know, uh, the ultimate role player at North Carolina, 6'11", mm -hmm. uh, scored 32 points. Think about that. He scored 32 points in four years combined at North Carolina, comes here, and he can start. He's averaging 14 and a half points a game mm -hmm. right behind you. He's a star here. So mm -hmm. what does it mean having uh, those, you know, 23, 24 year old guys with the leadership and the experience that they have, no matter where they came from? Like you just said, it's the experience. Like you can't, you can't teach experience. That's the one thing in this world. You have to go through it. When you go through college, it makes you, it makes you so much better and prepares you for every situation. So we've been down 12. And then we know when you're younger, you lose your head in that. We've been, and you've been up 12. And then that, you can get complacent. So we've been through all situations. We've lost by 20. We've won by 20. We have, we've been in close games. We've been in tight situations where you can't foul. We've been in a situation where you have to continue to foul. So that's just it. It's the experience. And I think that has paid off for us as of now. And that's the biggest thing right now. We're on a win streak. I know everybody's talking about it, but about us, but that's the biggest thing I want to, I've been trying to preach to them. Like, it's a long season. We do not want to get complacent. We just want to take continue to take it day by day and game by game. That's how we've gotten to this point. So I don't want us to get caught up in all the hype. No, just everybody stay focused on what's the, the goal at task. And that's attacking practice today. 
then attacking practice Wednesday, and then the game Thursday. Just taking it day by day, moment by moment. You sound like a coach. You sound <laughs> like a seasoned veteran, Shavar. It's amazing. Well, that's that's what it happens. That's what happens all this time. Four years of Seton Hall. I didn't. I, I've been a Seton Hall where we weren't the best, and then I've been where we were top. We were number eight in the country. So I've seen both scales, and I've seen what works. Like I said before, no selfishness, no egos, playing together, being a unit. As you see this year, that's the biggest thing I think I'm most proud of this year, where we've been steady. In any situation, you never see us panic or we don't we don't go away. We can be up 12, down 12. It's the same team. We're going to continue to grind it out and continue to go. And that's that's the biggest thing I wanted to accomplish when I came. Well, Shavar Reynolds is my guest here on the Tri-State College Basketball Podcast. What a season he's having. What a backcourt mate you have in George Pappas. Mm -hmm. uh, describe uh, what it's like to play in the backcourt with George. I love playing with G. He has, he's, he's a dog. He, he's similar to me. We both were walk-ons. We both had to, both had that chip, but George has, George has an extra chip. G, G, G has that, G has that fire. Really? I, I love my More G. Than you. G has fire. Wow. That's yeah, saying something. That, 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 that's quite a combination. Um, oh yeah. But but do you do you feel it when you're playing with him? Um, you know, do, do you do you feel that fire from both of you? Hundred percent. George is on. George is on ten at all times. He's on hundred at all times. He's on go. That's the one thing you gotta you have to love about G. He's when in doubt, you know he's gonna have your back in the fight because he has that chip. He's a dog. He has that chip on his shoulder. Another person I think recently, other than G, that has been playing great for us and doesn't get the recognition is Nikkei. Nikkei has been doing all the little garbage man stuff for us he rebounds he defends the best most of the time the best player on on the team that four man he switches on the guards he's one of our best defensive like rotational guys he he'll read a screen he'll switch a screen he and he doesn't complain at all he just does what he has to do and that's it and i think he has been a pivotal key for us because he does all those little things that don't come up on the on the uh, tv right. screen or in the papers but he does all the little things that have been helping us on this win streak Shavar, it kind of reminds me of you early in your career, doing whatever it takes, right? You need mm -hmm. role players like that, guys yeah. who know their roles, accept their roles, and excel at their roles, mm -hmm. right? Yes, those are the guys that those are the guys that help win. Those are the real people that help the winning. Yeah, we are scoring all the points and getting all the accolades, but without guys like Nikkei, Chap, uh, Miles Ruth, uh, Miles Foster. We don't win. We can't do it with ourselves. I mean, that's why we try to tell them all the times that we can't win without you guys. Yes, we may get all the 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 glam and glitz, but we we don't win without you. We need y'all just as much as y'all need us, and we try to emphasize that all the time. So I want to ask you a little bit about Walker Miller because I haven't seen him mm -hmm. play. Now I rattled off some stats and what he's done, but um, have you talked to him about you know coming from North Carolina and what he's gone through and what he's doing now at Monmouth? And oh yeah, hundred percent. Even even before he got here, uh, we used to talk about just being walk-ons. That's because you know we can relate on that. Just being walk-ons, and like I used to tell Walk, even when he first got here, I was I seen him play. I'm like, oh Walk, you can you can you can play basketball. Like you're good, but like with him, he was he was dealing with so much. Just sitting for four years, he he was he lost his his identity and confidence a little bit. But I, when he got here, I used to tell Walk all the time, I'm like Walk, you you're very good at basketball. Like, you have a Walk has a fantastic IQ. His IQ is through the roof. He understands his game and he understands himself. He knows he's not the most athletic. So Walk is going to beat you with his brain. 
Walker's going to know when to slip. Walker's going to know when to take the right shot. And that is so key, especially for a big man when you're 6'11 and you can think the game. Me and him are always on the same page. So, like, if I tell him we set a little screen and, like, I'm like, okay, this next time I want you to set it, but I want you to slip, he can do that perfectly. and He'll know exactly where to go. We've just been building that chemistry ever since the summer. It's really, you know, amazing. People don't realize how many great basketball players there are. Even, you know, the mm -hmm. last player at North Carolina, the last player at Seton Hall, you know, they're very good players. They just mm -hmm. need a shot to play, whatever it is, at their level or just an opportunity. Mm -hmm. And it sounds like a lot of the guys at Mammoth this year are making the most of their opportunities. 100%. I would agree with that, definitely. Opportunity is key in life. Once you get it, all you got to do is seize it, especially if you put the work in with it. As long as you put in the work in, your opportunity will come. Uh, excellent. My dad used to always say, uh, success is when preparation meets opportunity. You're mm -hmm. preparing for those opportunities. And when it comes, you hope you have success. Mm -hmm. so, Shavar, I hope that there's a couple of more, you know, a lot more success for this team this year coming up this week. I know you guys take it one game at a time, but here you go again, no time to rest. You're coming off, you're coming off a, a, a you know, a Western swing, Western New York swing against Niagara and Canisius, a couple of days to practice. Now here comes Thursday at St. John's Carnesecca Arena, Sunday at Pitt. Mm -hmm. um, interesting stretch for Monmouth, another chance to prove yourself. Uh, what do you think of this stretch and how are you approaching St. John's? Uh, this stretch has been, it's been like an NBA schedule, like, you know, like a West Coast trip. Obviously we got to come back at home a little bit, but we've been on the road. I think this we have six or five road games in a row. Wow. So we just been taking it, like I said, day by day. We take it game by game. We got Niagara, okay. Then we on to Canisius, and now it's on to St. John's. How can we How can we do our best to be able to get that win and continue to get this thing going? Biggest thing, I think, for our team is just consistency. Stay stay true to what we do. Don't, don't, don't try to do too much. Don't try to change anything. Continue to do what we do. We are a grind. We're a grind, play hard, steady team. We're going to get after you defensively. We're going to limit. We're going to limit our turnovers. We're going to box out. Continue to do those things, and I think we'll be perfectly fine. So give me a little preview against St. John's. Uh, obviously, I assume at some point you'll be going up against someone like Posh Alexander, uh, who's, you know, one of, the, one of the best point guards in the Big East, and maybe even Steph Smith, who's, who's another key guard for them. So mm -hmm. how about uh, the backcourt of Reynolds and Pappas going up against Smith and, and Alexander? Uh, I like it. Uh, I, I like Posh. I've been, I think I played, yeah, I played Posh last year as a freshman. I've, I've told Posh numerous times. I like the way he played. Posh is a dog. I love the way he gets after he play. He gives everything, gives his heart to the game. Mm -hmm. But uh, I don't really think, you know, it's not really about us. It's a team thing. We have to, like I said, we got to be ourselves. We got to play it. We got to play how we play. St. John's is going to come out. They're going to be tough. They're going to get after us. They're going to try to turn us over. We know that. So we just had to make sure we do what we do. We can handle any storm. We have to just stay steady, as I said. If we get down 12, it's going, we have to stay the same team. If we get up 12, we have to stay that same team and continue to keep our identity and be who we are. A couple more questions, Shavar. When you know the history that's happened at Monmouth, the NCAA tournament appearances when they've won the Northeast Conference, they've won a MAC regular season title, but they haven't been able to win the conference title. Do you guys, I know you're living in the moment, but do you talk about that? Do you think about trying to bring another title and getting an NCAA tournament appearance to Monmouth uh, when you're out there practicing every day? Oh yeah, hundred percent. You know, that's the end goal. Okay. But to get to that goal, we know we have to take it day by day. You can't, like you said, we can't 
You can't get to your success without that work. We have to continue to work and then work. And then one day you just want to look up and be like, oh, we're there. We're in the tournament or we won it. And that's that's when the end product and that's when all the talks we're having now, that's when they come to fruition and it's going to feel good. But you can't start looking ahead because you start looking ahead. That's when you're not focusing on the moment. We want to stay in the moment. So we as fans, we can start looking ahead to wow, oh, yeah. Iona, Iona, man, Rick Pitino, Iona's like they're the standard and that's coming up in January. But you guys, do you know the date, Shavar? I'm going to ask you, do you know the date of that game? Uh, I, I think I've seen it online. Is it January? Is it January first or ninth? One of the two. I think it's ninth. All right, so you do know it, but you're not thinking about it. Is that what you're trying yeah, to tell no, me? No. Yeah, I'm not thinking about that. We'll get there when we get there. Because All right. It's too much time. The season can change in a in two in a week in a couple of days. So you got it. That's why you have to. That's that's how that's what kills teams thinking ahead. Stay right here. It'll come. Everything will get there. Just stay right in the moment. Stay right here where you're at. Continue to build each day with each with each uh each practice, each game. That's it. Shavar Reynolds, it has been a pleasure talking to you on the Tri-State College Basketball Podcast. I really, I really think you're a fascinating individual. You are a I hate to say this, but it's a rags to riches story. It's somebody who, you know, made himself uh didn't take no for an answer. All right. You're one of the great, you know, walk on stories, certainly in Seton Hall history and college basketball history, made yourself into more than a walk on, uh, proved your worth and uh, and then some. So you should be proud of your efforts and your accomplishments and also what is to come in your career. So I just wanted to say that and thank you. I appreciate that very much. I appreciate you having me today and I thank you for your constant support. All right. Shavar Reynolds, keep up the good work at Monmouth. Thank you so much. We hope to talk to you soon somewhere down the line. 100%. All right. That'll do it for the Tri-State College Basketball Podcast. There's a big game coming up a little later in the week. You may have heard of it. Rutgers at Seton Hall on Sunday. We will have a preview for that on our next episode of the Tri-State College Basketball Podcast. Until then, my name is Brian Dinavellis. Thanks for listening. So long, everybody.